Hey, all right, y'all. Chapter nine in the pursuit of Proverbs, day nine. All right, so let's start off in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you so much for giving us your wisdom and just allowing us to adhere to it um, with your help and with your righteous right hand and glory, dear Father God. We pray that um, we learn something so valuable that will speak to the depths of our heart that we can apply with um, your help and instruction and discernment of the Holy Spirit, not just for ourselves, but also in talking to our family members and our friends and just with love, God, just help us to share your wisdom, your knowledge and understanding so that we all may set our foundations right or reset them back on solid ground in you and in what you instruct us to do so that we may keep your ways and just have a promise-filled life. We want your promises, our Father God, and we just ask that you just continue to walk with us on our journey to you and, and on the way to you so that we may not be lost or be led astray by the wiles of um, Satan and his little minions. We thank you for everything. Please protect our children, our family, and our nearest and dearest friends who definitely walk upright with you, dear Father God. And please help those who are not walking upright with you um, to start to see your ways and allow us to be that light that they may see shining so that they will want to repent and turn away from their wickedness and seek the face of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys. Day nine. All right, so I'm just going to start reading. And the interesting thing about day nine is there's a duel going on. So it's wisdom versus folly or foolishness. So you kind of just, not kind of, but you have to choose. Are you going to choose the path of wisdom or choose the path of foolishness? Similarly, again, there's a parallel in the book of Matthew that talks about the narrow gate and the wide gate. Also, uh, I believe in... Oh, yes. Chapter seven, verses 13 through 14. Enter the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. It's interesting that word difficult is in there because in the King James Version, the word difficult does not exist in the scripture, which is the closest to the original English translation of the scripture. Okay, I read under the New King James Version because it's a little bit more layman's terms and just clear. Um, but, you know, find a translation and then ask the Holy Spirit to convict your heart or reveal to you exactly what it is he wants you to receive out of it through the Spirit. All right. So, you have to choose wisdom or foolishness. Let's get started reading chapter 9 of Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has honed out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 
For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added unto you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. And that was the way of wisdom. Now let's read about the way of folly or the way of foolishness. A foolish woman is calamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, he just revealed something to me just now, guys. And just reading that last passage of this chapter, speaking about the way of folly. And I'm going to connect it. And so I'm going to try not to get sidetracked in um, breaking this up. But um, I first want to just um, talk about the comparison and contrast of wisdom versus folly is right up front. So starting at verse one through verses three, it says wisdom has built her house. She has honed out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens, her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. So she's pretty much putting on a banquet, something that's lavish, like a black tie event. Um, with with choice, which means fine, best of best wine. Um, she prepared a wonderful meal. Okay, she's decorated the table. Okay, so she's furnished her table. She's made it lavish. So this is a, a super upscale black tie event. Would you want to be invited to this banquet? Or let's read about the way of foolishness. A foolish woman is calamorous, she's simple and knows nothing, for she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here, and as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. So she's giving you water she done stole from the bodega or the corner store off the street. She done went and got a 24-pack of water that she was able to swindle out the store. And um, the bread eaten in secret, that's what she's feeding y'all for the dinner. So she's having a dinner party too, but she's giving you bread and stolen water. Okay, so you're eating a pauper's meal, I guess you could look at it like that. Or um, pretty much you're eating out of a trash can. You can look at it like that. You can make that kind of comparison and analogy. But there's a deeper analogy here, and this is what the Lord just revealed to me. Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. That's verse 17. Stolen water. What is the word of God? The word of God in the Holy Bible is what? The living water, right? Stolen water. Stolen water means someone who is not of the Lord, but wants to trick people into thinking that they are about the Lord and about the Holy Bible is they steal the word, and they just slightly pervert it. They slightly pervert it. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. They slightly pervert it. And then they might twist it, spew it back out their mouth for people to take in as the bread. Remember, scripture is also the bread of life. 
You ever seen those little boxes in the little Christian stores that says the daily bread and it's just little cards that have scripture on it from the Holy Bible? <laughs> Think about communion in this sense of Jesus with the wine and the bread in remembrance of him, right? The Last Supper, okay? Now, the bread is the word, but the word is also living water, as in the Holy Bible word, the true word of God. When you have someone who reads the word or reads through part of the word and perverts it a little bit, even just by 2% or 5% and twist it, and then spews it back out to feed it to people, to offer it to people, such as her lame dinner, if you take of that, if you take of that meal, guess what? You lack understanding. You will always lack understanding. You can only have understanding by going to the banquet black tie dinner in which you were invited to go to, which has a choice wine, the choice meat, the, the, the decorated table, because it was done in excellence and it was done in truth and it was done in honor. But when you take the knowledge that comes from man, do you see where I'm going? You see what he's revealing to me? When you take the knowledge that comes from man and you eat of it and you take it into your spirit and your soul as sound doctrine and wisdom, what does it say? But he does not know, verse 18, but he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Doctrines of demons. She's a seducing spirit. Living in foolishness is living amongst the dead. Living in accordance with doctrine taught by those who are not living by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who don't believe in Jesus Christ, who are not saved, who are not servants, who don't have salvation or grace and glory on their head because they reject it. They hate him. They abhor wisdom. They've rejected him. They've denounced him. They've blasphemed him consistently and constantly, day in and day out. They've made a habit, a lifestyle out of it. Remember, the real living water is the word of God. The daily bread that we are to intake to feed our soul is the word of God. Jesus came and he died on that cross and forgave us of all our sins. He's defeated death and he's defeated all sin. Okay? So we have to look at it like that. And another thing that it's this, this last portion of screaming out to me is people who speak the word of God and are true servants of Christ are bold with it. They're bold. They speak it because they know it's truth. It's not just about them speaking the truth. The Holy Spirit has filled them in a way in which they know it's truth. This is why they're so passionate about it. And I feel I'm one of those people, okay? But those who are eating of the perverted version of the Holy Word and eating of the perverted bread of the Holy Word, are they bold and outspoken about it? Are they preaching it on the corners in the streets? Do you see that? No. They don't. You don't. And what does it say? Whoever is simple, whoever is simple, let him turn here. God even says you're simple to follow the way of foolishness. It says, but a foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. Knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city. 
So she appears to be someone important by sitting in the highest places of the city or near the highest place of the city. So people will think, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Again, it refers to foolishness as a she. Just like previously, Proverbs refers to God's wisdom as a she. Do not get confused in what she you are following behind. To call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn here and ask for him who lacks understanding. She says to him, stolen water is sweet. Bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Bread eaten in secret. That goes back to what I've just said. You don't hear them out here announcing, proclaiming anything around the world. Why? Because they teach in secret. They teach God unless you are explicitly saying Jesus Christ, which is modern day English, so you can say Yeshua, Yeshua, Hamashiach, whatever name <laughs> or the Greek version of Jesus, you know, a name translation of Jesus, or capital G God, or Yahweh, I am, Adonai, Elohim, for God, the one true only God, the Creator, or Holy Spirit, capital H, capital S. If you are not explicitly saying those words, Know that whoever is spewing anything else out and it's kind of vague, they're not speaking about the God of the Holy Bible. Do not be deceived. Do not drink the stolen water in the in the terrible bread and then eat it in secret to believe that you found some new divine way to get to God doctrines of demons is what they are okay and it's best that you know that you stay away from them do not follow it ask the holy spirit to give you discernment to steer away from it as soon as possible but the true living water and the true bread is in god's holy word and in his own holy word only in the holy bible and that's all you need that's all you need okay so I want to go um, into verse 10. So we went back, we're going back to wisdom now. So in verse 10, um, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Where did we hear that before already? In chapter 1, verse 7. And as I say this, I'm just going to go back and just read those scriptures really quickly because it takes like next to no time. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So... They're the ones, fools, again, he's saying, are the ones who um, drink of the stolen water and they eat of the bread that is eaten in secret. It's not being proclaimed because the Lord, Holy Spirit doesn't back it up. So it's perverted. It's perverted word. It's it's perverted water. It's, it's vile and defiled. It's dirty. Okay. And then um, chapter 9, verse 11, it says, For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. Now, if you don't remember, in chapter 4, I went over the security you can have, just promises upon promises, um, and if you uh, take on God's wisdom. So I mentioned about the promises, the promise-filled life you can have if you take on uh, the security and wisdom. And so if you go to chapter 4, verse 10, I believe, yes, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. 
okay so now he's saying it again in chapter nine so chapter four chapter nine chapter one chapter nine guys he's repeating these things for a very good reason we need to pay attention to this stuff and understand his promises are real and what he says he means okay so um I just want to make those comparisons and and show you like in the battle between wisdom and foolishness, you will lose in taking on foolishness. I don't care who you think you are, what you think you've done in this world, where you come from or where you believe you're going. If you continue to reject God's wisdom because you think you know better and you want to take every matter into your own hand, you will perish. You will perish and it will not be pleasant for you. Your soul will be doomed and it will not make it into heaven, okay? And you're going to have a life that's going to come back on you. You cannot succumb to the stolen water, meaning the perverted word and spirits or whatever telling you things, unholy spirits and things telling you stuff that's not true. It gets close to the word of God. My mom and my aunt have always say, Satan knows the word of God better than most Christians. Let that sink in for a little bit. He knows the word just as good or better than a lot of Christians. And for that reason, he knows where to twist it just enough to get you to believe that his lies are actually the way to salvation. When in turn, as it says right here, that, but he does not know that the dead are there. All right. So you're being deceived. You're having scales on your eyes. You do not have the eyes to see or the ears to hear, yet you are being shown visions and dreams to believe that you are, but through a spirit of unholiness, okay? God also gives dreams and visions to those through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the one and only divine spirit. But when you have all these other spirits coming and talking to you and believing in divine intervention and all this other stuff, no, your eyes are being heavily caked with scales so that you are blinded and they're going to make you believe what they want you to believe. It's a, it's a strong, significant, unfortunate form of deception and manipulation. Okay. But what he doesn't know is that her guests are in the depths of hell. So again, those spirits of unholiness are unclean spirits. You guys, I hope this really sunk into something. I just feel so serious about this lesson that I just did today and how the Lord revealed to me the stolen water and the bread. You know, we always call the word for years now, the word, the daily bread or the bread of life or, you know, Jesus's word or God's word. And same thing with the living water. He is the living water. All right. And when we don't believe that and we believe that something else is being fed to us and we say, oh, okay, let me go take part of that, man, the consequences that that we're going to pay. We're either going to pay the consequences here in our physical life and we're going to fill it and get our lives right, or we're going to fill it in our spiritual life. Guys, God's wisdom is the only way to ensure your eternal victory in this afterlife. And even in this life, this physical life, remember the spiritual world was here first. Anything happening and going on in your spiritual has connections directly to anything going on in your physical has direct connections to your spiritual. I love you guys. And I hope you will tune in tomorrow for chapter 10 and you have a blessed day. Bye.